like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We have something really quite different for you today for Song of the Soul. Usually this program is a quest after the soul of a particular person presenting their music, but today we're going to try to highlight something like the soul of a community, or more accurately, one sub-portion of the soul of a community. In the area I live in, the Chippewa Valley, Wisconsin, we've had 26 years of an open mic event called White Pines. It's a very down-home happening, simple, very informal, and low-tech. It's not even mic'd or amplified in any way, just a room of folks sharing and listening with things like music, stories, poetry, and other presentations. White Pine happens four times a year around the solstices and equinoxes, and January 7th, 2016, was the date selected connected with the December 2015 winter solstice. And just to set the stage, it was generously hosted in the home of Dunn County Pottery, called Simply Dunn, by John Thomas. The building is a restored 19th century eight-sided schoolhouse in Downsville, Wisconsin. There's beautiful pottery and art all around, a wonderful old wooden floor, and woods and nature outside the tall windows as we sat down to share in the words and music of local performers. I'll warn you in advance that the sound is way below studio grade, but as I said, the event is not mic'd, so we're recording in the room, including all of the winter coughing and creaking and thumping wood floors. It really conveys the essence of the place, not perfection in style, but a community's song of the soul. I'll turn you over to Bryce Black, someone who's been a guest for Song of the Soul in the past, who is acting as MC for the White Pines evening of January 7th, 2016. Welcome to the belated winter solstice and or early cabin fever version of White Pine, January 2016. Glad to see so many smiling faces here. I think most of you know the way this works. Anybody can play a song or read a poem or get up here and share their words of wisdom or silliness or whatever they wish to. White Pine has been going, I think, now for 26 years, quarterly on the solstices and equinoxes, approximately. We're a completely anarchistic non-organization, so uh, White Pine is you. With that... 
Our first performer is Leaf. Who seems to have must be outside getting something to drink. On the coop, I will uh, <laughs> maybe go off the branch. Hello, Leaf. Are you there? You got a better offer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go to the next person on the list. Ellen, take it away. This is Ellen Oaks. Okay, so I'm Ellen Oaks, and I did have a CD release not long ago. Uphill All the Way is my most recently released, and you're going to hear two of the songs from this recording tonight in the hopes that that tempts you greatly. Uphill All the Way is also on CD Baby, and you can most easily find my corner, my tiny corner of CD Baby, by going to my website, which is Ellen B. Oaks. <laughs> this is a song that I wrote actually some years ago when this wonderful state decided to have a state lottery. And I do not buy lottery tickets of any size, shape, form, or color. Just to make that clear. Some of you who have come to White Pine before have heard this one already. I hope you don't mind hearing it again. It's called Government Gambler. He was long and lean, and he rippled the cards with a suavely dental grin. From his ruffled shirt, above his vest, shone the flash of a diamond pin. With his sleeves shoved up and his bill pulled down, he sat under the swinging light. He began his patter and his mustache twirled, and the words all seemed so right. He said, try your luck, it's only a buck, this just might be your day. If you're feeling Found the spot to make that feeling pay. It's scratched and matched, come by a batch, you know somebody's got you in. And it might as well be you today, keep that fortune wheel of spin. You work all day for a measly pay, and when your day is done, the best way to lick it is to buy a little ticket and have yourself some fun. Or you can't get hurt if you lose your shirt, beg another at the Goodwill stall. It's the time of your life, crackle off your wife and come back and invest some more. He said, try your luck, it's only a buck, it just might be your day. If you're feeling hot, you found the spot to make that feeling pay. It's scratched and match, come by a batch and you know somebody's got you in. And you might as well be you today. When I asked the odds, he replied, ye gods, you're in the big time now. So double your dough, and he mumbled low, it's one in a hundred thou. I expressed surprise, and he slitted his eyes, and he gave me a dirty look. Then one of the rules when you deal with fools is don't show the fish the hook. He said, try your luck, it's only a buck.
Son, I'll make a confession. I know your profession. I saw your press card flash. You write up the winners, and I'll buy dinner. We both love the smell of cash. Cops, no, you see, they don't worry me, as you might already guess. I'm as clean and legal as a hungry eagle. I work for the IRS. He said, try your luck. It's only a buck. This just might be your day. If you're feeling hot, you found the spot to make that feeling pay. It's scratch to match, come by about you know somebody's got you in. And it might as well be you today, give that fortune wheel a spin, oh yes. It might as well be you today, so pitch your money in. We moved up here from Madison in 1977, moved to Menominee, and during the first year or so, we made a lot of trips back down to Madison. Family there, I was finishing up some graduate coursework, and we, we had kids sometimes too along with us in those trips back and forth. Recently, I was making that same trip down to Madison for another reason. My parents have been gone for quite a while, and I just felt like it was so deja vu, so much that I was very, I, I could just, you know, turn the reins loose and the horse would take me there, kind of thing. So I began to think about the road. And the title of this song is This Road. But it's a very ornery song, and I'm going to see if I can even start it. This road, it feels the rain, feels my heart, this road, it carries me lonesome through the dark, in the shadow of an eighteen-wheeler shouldering the night, I see mileposts flash behind me on this road. Once on a time the stars were dancing love songs on the curve. on 
its road. Greenlit dash, I'm steady. There's work zone up ahead. Power stretching longer, longing for our bed. Kept awake by coffee ships and changing lane for lane. All awaiting the future down this road.
to say that I don't mind winter so far, but I know people that are in Florida and they're coming back this weekend when it might get below zero. I'm not interested in going to Florida. I kind of like the change in seasons here. I always said, I, you know, in the wintertime, I say I woke up this morning, I was comfortable. I went to work, I was comfortable. I have to deal with a little snow, but, you know, so I just like this more than 97 degrees and humidity. Uh, my first number is Winter Serenade by Dennis Alexander. doing Christmas music all over the place and I do a number of the Vince Guaraldi pieces from the Charlie Brown special 
And this year, I learned the skating one, where Snoopy is skating around on the ice as only Snoopy can. And so even though we're in January, I'd like to share that with you. When my parents, Christmas was a big deal, and we didn't put the Christmas tree up until New Year's, or Christmas Eve, but then they left it up at least a week past New Year's. So the Christmas extended more into January than rather starting in October. So this is Skating by Vince Garaldi. I've got one more that from the Christmas special that I really kind of like. It's the What Child Is This? Here is Vince Guaraldi's arrangement.
That was Fred Hobley performing on the keyboards for the January 7th, 2016 White Pines Open Mic, emceed by Bryce Black and hosted by John Thomas at Dunn County Pottery. Sure, the sound is not up to our usual standards, but it's winter. People are coughing and the vent is not mic'd or amplified, so you're hearing all the sounds of a beautiful eight-sided 19th century schoolhouse. We're attempting to glimpse the soul of a community at the White Pines Open Mic for today's Song of the Soul, which is a project of Northern Spirit Radio on the web at northernspiritradio.org with ten and a half years of programs for your free listening and download with links to our guests and other information about them, a place to post comments, and please leave word when you visit, and there's a place to donate since this full-time work depends entirely on your generosity. But first, make sure you support your local community radio station because they're absolutely crucial in supporting the heart and soul of a community with the news and music that they carry that you get nowhere else on the American radio dial. So start by supporting them. We're going to head back now to the White Pines Open Mic event. The MC Bryce Black, was a Song of the Soul guest years back, and the first performer, Ellen Oaks, was on just a month or two ago. Next up is Jim Miller, a professor at the local University of Wisconsin-Stout campus, sharing some history and a song for today's Song of the Soul. Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Miller. I've been coming to these things very infrequently, but I actually go way, way back to the beginning. I remember playing for one of the earliest Pines. I think it was at a friend's meeting house. Oh, so long ago. I had just come back from Scotland, and I had been listening to Scottish and Gaelic and Gaelic and Celtic music, and I fell in love. And I wanted to share one of the songs that I had heard, which was an Eric Vogel tune channeled through Mary Black. So I decided that every time I come back from Scotland, I have to come by here and sing something that I listened to and heard over there. That was in 1990 that I'd come back from Scotland. I returned to Scotland in 95, thanks to the UW system and their Wisconsin in Scotland program. And I just finished another tour of duty last spring at the Wisconsin Scotland program. And once again, sampled music in a lovely little, you know, the circle is unbroken moment. One of the last things I did in Edinburgh before heading home was heard Mary Black on her farewell concert tour. And uh, she has aged wonderfully. I have a little story to tell that sets up the context of the song, and then I'll, I'll sing a song and get out of the way here. Traveling around Scotland, you always run into stories about two of their seminal figures, and it's not William Wallace, by the way. Mary, Queen of Scots, apparently lived everywhere and slept everywhere in Scotland, even though she only spent, I think, five and a half years in the country. But she was every single place. George Washington didn't sleep in nearly as many places on the eastern seaboard as Mary, Queen of Scots, slept. Uh, The other person that you hear about incessantly is Charles Stewart, colloquially known as Bonnie Prince Charlie. They're actually related, and Bonnie Prince Charlie's story is tucked into the whole Mary Queen of Scots story. You may know that Mary Queen of Scots was Elizabeth of England's cousin. There was some enmity between them. One had the other beheaded. (laughs) But uh, again, it'll turn about fair play. When Elizabeth died without issue, as they say, the nearest living relative was the son of her beheaded cousin. So... James of Scotland, who was king of Scotland, an independent country at the time, 
turned out to be the heir apparent to the English throne, and he became James I of England, James VI of Scotland, who brought the Stuarts to the throne and said farewell to the Tudors. That went along quite well for a while, although there were some bumpy parts. The second Stuart was Charles, and he was beheaded. So apparently it runs in the family. Uh, the English experimented for a while with not having a king, which is a good idea. Uh, unfortunately, their substitute was uh, an intolerant Protestant, Oliver Cromwell. And after about a decade or so, everybody, Scots, English, Irish, the Welsh, for all I know, had had enough of Cromwell. A Stuart was restored to the throne in the form of Charles II, who'd been hiding in France all those years, and there was much rejoicing. And the Stuarts were back on the throne, at least until Charles died without legitimate issue. So the throne fell to his brother, a James. It seems whenever there's a problem with the succession, somebody named James is in line, says, I can step in here. So his brother, James, stepped in. The problem was James was a Catholic. Having a Catholic was just too uncomfortable for most of the English, and even some of the Scots, although the Scots, north of the border, still an independent country, were not too keen on people tossing out Catholics, because a lot of the Scots, especially the Highland clans, were terribly, terribly Catholic. And so the seeds were sown for a problem. James was dismissed from the line of succession. It was called the Glorious Revolution or the Glorious Rebellion. His daughter was put on the throne, and she brought William over, and we had the William and Mary story. But James wasn't so happy to be deposed, so he gathered an army and tried to take the throne back by force, and he lost. His followers, followers of James, when you Latinize James, Jacobus, you get the Jacobites. And so the Jacobites, with James' support, tried to put him on the throne, and in 1688 failed. But never say die. When he died, his son James said, you know, I haven't forgotten that we're still the legitimate family royale in England and Scotland. And so once again, the Jacobites rose up. This was the 1715 uprising, and they lost. With the 15 failure, most everyone said, it's over, the cause is over. The parliaments had been united, so now Scotland wasn't an independent nation. It was essentially part of now Great Britain, and everyone thought of themselves as British, north and south of the border except for a handful of never-say-die Jacobites who always dreamed that someday the right person will come along and lead us in open rebellion and put the Stuarts back on the throne where they belong. That person turned out to be Bonnie Prince Charlie, the son, 25 years old, of the James VIII. He landed in Scotland in 1745. This would be then the 45 Jacobite uprising, which turned out to be the last of the Jacobite uprisings. So but, far. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't count the election of 2015. <laughs> Bonnie Prince Charlie landed, called for all people, primarily Scots, but any Jacobites south of the border as well, to join him. Most of the Scots ignored him. Several of the Scots, and they conveniently forget this in most of the history books, were openly against the Jacobites. They had been living as British for the better part of 40 years, and this is pretty much like, if you would imagine, on the eve of World War I, someone still trying to raise the Confederacy. So most of the people in England and Scotland didn't want to throw in with the Jacobites. 
with the major exception with the Highland clans. Some of the clans, like Red Campbells, fought for the British, for the English, but others were proud to raise their banners and join Bonnie Prince Charlie on this very romantic, although not militarily savvy campaign. Surprisingly, they won every battle that they fought with the English. They captured Edinburgh and proclaimed James to be the monarch. They fought a pitched battle at Preston Pans and beat the English. They fought a battle at Falkirk and beat the English. They invaded England and got as far as Derby with no one actually able to stop them. This could be because God was on their side. <laughs> Although it could also be that England was actually at war in the Netherlands and all of their army was actually across the channel. So another 25-year-old who had claims to the throne because his dad really was king, King George's son, the Duke of Cumberland, raised an army and headed up to meet the Scots. And against the advice of some of their leaders, the Scots began a retreat, although they were within spitting distance of London. So they began a strategic retreat, again, fighting battles and never losing them, but inching their way back north. But the army was underfed, it was undersupplied, it was tired. And finally it all came to an end in the spring of 46. I've been to that place. It's just outside of Inverness. Go to Inverness, you always want to go down to Loch Ness and you know, look for the monster. But also you want to take a little coach or bus trip about five miles outside of Inverness to a place called Dramossi Moor. Dramossi Moor is where Charlie's army decided they would fight one last battle. They dug in as they did. The English came up from their night encampment. This is about three miles from a little village called Culloden. Culloden is a word that reverberates in Scotland. It says everything there is to say about the Scots characters, the events of Culloden. They had never lost a battle, but their method of fighting, which you may have heard about, is called the Highland Charge. These were Highlanders. These were not redcoat troops. The disciplined redcoats of the British Army under the uh, Duke of Cumberland fought in the traditional way. You form a strong line with three layers, First line drops down, fires your one-shot round best musket, and then the second line gets ready while the first line reloads, and they fire, and that's the way you fought. You were supposed to line up opposite each other and just wail away at each other with muskets, and hopefully you'd win the day. The Scots didn't play like that. The Highlanders had muskets and some cannon, but mostly they would form one line, a one long line, and then they'd give a rousing cheer and they'd run as fast as they could in one solid line at the English lines. About 30 yards out, they'd fire one shot from their musket, and then they'd throw it away, pull out their claymores, and keep running full tilt. The line never stopped. One shot, and they'd move in. And in every battle they had fought so far, that's how they won. They'd completely disrupt these organized lines of English fighters, and usually the English would break ranks and run. But Cumberland knew what was happening. And he said, here's what happens. No matter what, the lines will not break. They're going to come at you with claymores, big, hefty swords, but you will stay. And if you just stay put, they can't possibly win. And that's what happened at the Battle of Culloden. The Scots were on Dramasi Moor, which was marshy. They began their run, but about three-quarters of the line ran into swamp and had to stop 
or slow down. And the line became not a line so much as almost like a V, like a flight of geese, leaving a tiny band at the vanguard. And that tiny band fired their muskets, pulled out their claymores, ran into the English lines, and were stopped. And by the time the rest of the line caught up, this had been decimated, decimated, decimated. The Scots lost some 3,000 men in about 15 minutes, the English 50. After the Scots were defeated, the English army took the field and shot and bayoneted every wounded person on the field, and then began a campaign of retribution against anyone and everyone suspected of being a Jacobite. They raided villages and houses, they came into Inverness, they pulled people out of their homes, sent patrols into the highlands and routed out every last disloyal clan. And this was the end of the clans as a power in Scotland. So so much happened on the field outside Inverness at Culloden, more than just one of many battles fought in the UK. As I say, I visited Inverness on my last trip. You can visit the battlefield at Culloden. It's a wonderful visitor center and interpretive center there. And the, the haunting and wonderful thing is that you can walk out onto the battlefield from the visitor center with the little GPS earphones. And you can walk the battlefield. It'll tell you this is where the clan MacDonald all fell. And this is where another clan fell. And this is where this clan fell. Walking the field, looking off in the distance at Inverness, just down by the sea, uh, it's very chilling, very haunting. So, long preamble to a song. It's a song by Alistair MacDonald, and it is called Culloden's Harvest. Ruthless and red as the embers of hell. Cold the winds on the moors blow, warm the enemy's fires glow. Black the harvest of Culloden, pain and peace and Red Campbell the Fox did the work of the English. MacDonald in anger did no work at all. With musket and cannon against claymores and courage, 
the invaders' men stood, while our clansmen did the winds on the moors blow, warm the enemy's fires blow, black the harvest of Culloden, pain and fear under Now mothers and children are left to their weeping with only the memory of father and son turned out of our homes to make shelter for strangers the blackest of us on the land has begun Cold the winds on the moors blow Warm the enemy's fires glow Black the harvest of Culloden pain Pain and fear Some history, stories, and a song, Culloden's Harvest, performed at the White Pines Open Mic event by Jim Miller. I recorded this back on January 7th, 2016, and I've done what I could to supplement the iffy sound quality, so crucial to the experience of actually being there. You know, real souls featuring creaking and coughing like the sound at this event. So let's all just count it to the good. Next up is Rick Nogler. Get ready for some fun sing-along songs performed by Rick Nogler for the open mic at White Pines. So you'll probably uh, know a version of uh, the American version of this song. I'll I'll sing uh, one that I heard from the singing folk duo Spears and Bowden, They're English singers. The chorus goes, Oh, the prickle-eyed bush it pricks my heart full sore and if ever i get out of the prickle lime bush i never will get in it anymore oh the prickle lime bush it pricks my heart full sore and if ever i get out of the prickle lime bush i never will get in it anymore Hangman, stay your hand, I'll stay it for a while, for I think I see my father a-coming over yonder stile. Oh, father, have you brought me gold? 
or silver to set me free for to save my body from the cold cold ground my neck from the gallows tree oh no i haven't but your gold nor silver to set you free for to save your body from the cold cold ground and your neck from the gallows tree Oh, the pickle I bush, it pricks my heart full sore. And if ever I get out of this pickle I bush, I never will get in it anymore. Oh, hangman, stay your hand. Oh, stay it for a while. For I think I see my sister coming over yonder stile. Oh, sister, have you bought me gold? Or silver to set me free, or to save my body from the cold, cold ground, my neck from the gallows tree. Oh no, I haven't bought your gold, nor silver to set you free, for to save your body from the cold, cold ground, and your neck from the gallows tree. Oh, the pickle I bush, it pricks my heart full sore. And if ever I get out of the pickle I bush, I never will get in it anymore. Oh, hangman, stay your hand. Oh, stay for a while, for I think I see my true love a-coming over yonder style. Oh, true love, have you brought me gold? or silver to set me free, or to save my body from the cold, cold ground and my neck from the gallows tree. Oh, yes, I have but to go, and silver to set you free, for to save your body from the cold, cold ground and your neck from the gallows tree. Oh, the pericoli bush, it breaks my heart full sore. And now that I'm out of the pericoli bush, I never will get in it anymore. Oh, the pericoli bush, it breaks my heart full sore. And now that I'm out of the pericoli bush, I never will get in it anymore. Thank you. So thanks for joining in. I know most of these songs from folks that I get together with a couple times a year. I do Morris dancing, which is kind of English folk dance. There's a convention, a, a clot that forms once a year, <laughs> someplace in the Midwest, and all the adherents of this rather wacky tradition get together and they dance for each other and flick ourselves on the public, and, and we sing until three, and this is some of the stuff that we sing. All right, so this is... Chorus goes, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all of your parts. So oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all of your parts. Okay? Chorus. It's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all of your parts. So oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate 
with all of your powers. Oh, being a pirate, it's all fun and games until somebody loses in the air and falls down your neck and it falls on the deck until someone says, Oi, what's this here? Well, you can't wear your glasses, you can't pull the lasses, your mates have to shout till you'll hear. Being a pirate is all fun and games till somebody loses in the air. It's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate. With all of your parts, oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all of your parts. Well, being a pirate is all fun and games so somebody loses an eye. Well, it hurts like the blazes, it makes you pull faces. You can't let your mates see you cry. Well, a dashing black patch will cover the hatch and make sure the socket stays dry. Being a pirate is all fun and games till somebody loses an eye. It's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all of your parts. Oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all of your parts. Well, being a pirate is all fun and games till somebody loses a leg. What well, hurts like the dickens and your pace never quickens while you're hobbling round on a peg. Ask your sweetheart to marry, but too long you've carried, for now you can't kneel down and beg. Being a pirate is all fun and games till somebody loses a leg. Oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all your parts. Oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all your parts. Well, being a pirate is all fun and games till somebody loses a hand. It squirts and it spurts and it bloody well hurts a pain only a pirate can stand. Well, the dashing look is a nice metal hook, but now you can't play in the band. Being a pirate is all fun and games till somebody loses a hand. Oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all your parts. Oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all your parts. Well, being a pirate is all fun and games till somebody loses their head. The lines with a thud, it's covered in blood, and your beard is all sticky and red. Well, you can't comb your hair because your head's over there, and anyway, now you'd be dead. Being a pirate is all fun and games till somebody loses a head. Oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all your parts. Oh, it's all part of being a pirate. You can't be a pirate with all your parts. That hearty rendition of Being a Pirate was led by Rick Nogler, and there was more music and talk at the White Pines on January 7th, 2016, but we're out of airtime, which means that you won't even get a chance to hear the great songs that the MC Bryce Black, performed at the end of the evening, nor the writings shared by Simply Done host John Thomas. I guess you'll just have to show up next time to experience the full riches of the soul of community at an open mic event in your neighborhood. There are a couple bonus excerpts of the evening out on NorthernSpiritRadio.org, so check them out, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. 
You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your song of the soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.